The following episode of Verbal Discharge was recorded before a live studio audience at Maypole Cafe Bar and Theatre in Derby. Thank you for choosing to enrol at the University of Verbal Discharge. Here at the University of Verbal Discharge, we like to think of ourselves as presenting a fresh, forward-looking take on further education. It is our aim to put you, the student, front and centre. We offer a wide range of subjects including, and limited to, business studies, sport and exercise science, psychology and fashion. Our courses are taught by some of the most unqualified experts in the whole country whose lack of passion for their subject is matched only by their lack of flair for teaching it. We also offer a variety of extracurricular activities such as heavy drinking, sleeping, sports and going bankrupt. We look forward to welcoming you to our illustrious network of successful alumni and thank you for choosing the University of Verbal Discharge. Thank you all for coming. Yeah, this is this is a fantastic turnout. Not that I can see any of you. These yeah. Absolutely blind. You're all covered in shade. It's terrifying. I, I can sort of see one person in white on the end, and I think that's the only person we're talking to. Hey, Sam, sort of you Sam Ward over there. You're right, oh, Sam. Yeah. Congratulations. You're the physical embodiment of the audience for this entire evening. <laughs> we got to do it for Sam, guys. We've got to do it for Sam. <laughs> this one's for you, Mr. Ward. So, uh, we're going to try tonight, over the course of the evening, to do the entire university experience one night in, 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 in a couple of hours really probably yeah. two hours or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or probably more knowing how the last one went it's entirely um, achievable I promise you I'd say I'd we, say we've all lived the university experience now we've had those tasty three years and we've we've now lived as fully fully fledged graduates I would I would say that everything I learned at university could be learned in three hours but my lecture is single <laughs> <from Oh>. So, out of sheer curiosity, just as a kind of sort of general consensus of the room, could you give us a cheer if you are currently a student? Could you give us a cheer if you're a graduate? Could you give us a cheer if you're a lecturer? Thanks for coming, guys. Has anyone never listened to Verbal Discharge before? Yeah. Oh, okay. well, first impressions, first impressions, got nervous now. You are going to be so disappointed. No, <laughs> <laughs> if you like it, if you're not disappointed, there's 63 more episodes you can listen to. That, which, which means, actually, this is episode 64, which means that I need to sort of, I feel I need to apologise for not making any Nintendo or Zulu oh, Lane jokes. <laughs> um, I'm in episode 42, I apologise for not doing a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy jokes. So this I mean, I need to say, sorry, there will be no 64 Zulu Lane jokes. <laughs> the bit that none of you guys get to see is that um, I imagine, uh, I don't know if you guys can sort of cast your minds off, but when we're in the green room, it is not hookers and cocaine. 
Um, instead, we all stand around and scream the tune to the Jungle Japes level on Donkey Kong 64. Did anybody hear that? Because we're very self-conscious that anybody might have heard it. We were quite loud. <laughs> we want to hear it now. ourselves by name. Um, oh, absolutely. Which end shall we start at this end? There we oh, go. Okay, that's uh, Hello, my name's Robbie. How are you all? Hello, Robbie. Hello, hello. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. Um, yeah, I am actually on Monday going to be unveiled as one of the new hosts of the Great British Bake Off. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, yeah. Um, I, I understand they sort of have the white smoke billows out from the tent um, and it sort of all comes through that sort of system. It's like the announcement of a new pope, it's that big. Uh, <laughs> how, how did it feel having to take on Mel and Sue in a sort of Highlander there can be only one <laughs> the thing is there was two of them and there's only one of me so it was quite difficult um, but I I sort of basically um, their bottom was a bit wet a bit flat um, and <laughs> their, there was a sort of soggy something I don't know they just sort of kept making innuendos instead of fighting and so I thought well it, it wasn't actually that hard to be perfectly honest but you thrashed them like a really hard Dark Souls enemy <laughs> Yes. Which, <laughs> thank you for that murmur of approval. Somewhere out of the way Someone in our audience. Hi, my name is Jordan, and my guinea pig is actually a hamster. <laughs> and, that, and that's what Robbie told me to say before I, before this. That's example. I gave it as an example of the sort of stupid thing we normally say as we introduce ourselves. And, and, and there you go. But no, if, if, you want, if you want an actual true story, I once saw a man milk blood from his nipple. Take that as you will. What? <laughs> what? When was this? A couple of years ago. Why? He thought it was funny. <laughs> that is pretty Wait, funny. Well, well, you, no, 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 no. There is so much context when we're you, missing. When you, when you say milk it, that sounds like no. he's trying to produce a product. Like we're selling the product. <laughs> he pasteurised nipple wood. <laughs> Put it on your Weetabix. <laughs> <laughs> you can get anything on the internet these days. Oh, beautiful. Especially nipple blood. Hi, I'm Ben. And I've actually... Oi, will you not get any more of... Okay, fine. Then no, sorry. Robbie, no, that's that's we not finished. Robbie, we have milked nipple oh. blood for a <laughs> I'm just curious. And we'll be for the whole evening. Thank you, Mike. Ben. Oh, I'm Ben, and I've actually been living as Mary Berry for the past two years. How <laughs> long British Bake Off's been on? I've actually never watched it. <laughs> You... Wait, have any of us ever actually seen an episode of Bake Off? I've seen like four. Rob is sort of into it. So I'm officially the biggest Bake Off fan on the panel tonight. Wait, ben or Jordan, have you ever seen an episode? I've right. seen I've seen bits. I've seen yeah. clips on YouTube. Has anybody here that I can see? Um, has anybody here watched any episodes? More than four of the Great British Bake Off? Yes. Yeah. 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 There's someone fandom going to be able to some information. <laughs> Why don't you just get in the kitchen and bake? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, that's not, that's, oh, that sounded bad. <laughs> it was. But instead, instead of watching baking on the TV, isn't it more fun to bake yourself? No. Fair enough. I've been school. Uh, yeah. Moving on. But a full 
<laughs> I don't, I'll, know, I'll know exactly about that one uh, controversy when that one person left something out of the fridge and it melted. Am I right, guys? That was disgraceful. <laughs> um, my name is James, and like Robbie on the other end, uh, neither of us had enough room to fit quite on the table. So you're all getting some uh, tantalising crotch this evening. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I am sorry in advance. <laughs> I'm just too self-conscious. I've crossed my legs, so I'm making myself as small as possible. I'm sort of making an ideal sort of bowling pin. If anyone in the audience has a ball, feel free to throw it at me at any point. Uh, don't. <laughs> don't invite the rotten vegetable treatment <laughs> straight for your crotch. Only bowling balls. No rotten vegetables. Only bowling balls. Okay. Um, that's, that's actually why I got kicked off the Great British Bake Off. So I wouldn't use food, I only use bowling balls. Um, okay, so, no. James, are you about to. Um, I was going to say, now, as those of you that have entered the room, as all of you have, what am I saying? Um, some of you will have noticed, just to the side of the room, uh, there is a bowl um, and a series of little bits of paper and pens on it. Now, in case you're a new student, or in case you're just curious, um, over the course of the evening, feel free to go over to that, write down anything that you're not certain about university, or any questions that you want answering. And at the very end of the night, we will take all of those and we will answer hopefully most of them, if not all, on stage for you. Yeah. But in the meantime, with the entire university experience, which sort of covers all of the high points, so we're going to be doing oh, four yeah. lectures. Um, I'll be doing one in business. Oh, oh, I'll be doing one in sports science. I'll be doing one in psychology. And I'll be doing one in fashion. Who here's a fresher? Yeah, we'll yeah. be teaching you all a thing or two for the these <laughs> two hours, give or take a small amount. Is anyone doing any of the four subjects we just listed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sheer lack of enthusiasm in that one. Yeah. Out, out of interest, what subject is it? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> very excited, very excited. <laughs> um, okay, but the other things we're going to cover, there's going to be graduation, there's going to be all kinds of other bits and bobs, but the first thing that tends to happen when people start university, because it's, it's going on right now for the freshers, they'll know this, that this is the first thing you do, is freshers week. Yeah. Freshers week is a big old time, you, you're meeting all kinds of new friends, you're getting all kinds of new diseases, uh, all, all the fun, exciting parts of being a fresher. So, I... <laughs> yeah, follow that, Robin. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's no way to. Um, the, the most efficient way to really get through this is the fact that I know some of you will come out with a horrific story um, over the course of the next couple of weeks. Um, and the idea is we're going to go through and run through our probably most horrific, precious story. We're going to start down. Oh, we're starting with me. Yeah, um, yeah, we are, James. Deal with it. I have no specific story as such. Oh, never only, mind. Only a series of chronicles and half-remembered evenings that I can conjure back from my first year. Out of curiosity, have we got any of the 1C or 2C? Hey. Oh, hey guys, how are you doing? Alright. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in my first year, I spent um, near enough, I, I, I'd say most nights quite comfortably, um, playing Ring of Fire, which all of you freshies will become terrifyingly, terrifyingly familiar with. Do you mean you were just listening to the one Johnny Cash song? <laughs> That's it. it. Well, it's the only song my iPod could fit on it. It's like a really, really spicy curry. <laughs> all of these above. All three. Um, but yeah, no, no, it is interesting when you develop like an incredibly intimate knowledge of like a very specific set of rules of Ring of Fire, because it means that whenever you play with anybody else that isn't your Ring of Fire group, it just doesn't seem as good. 
it, it feels like a really odd sort of ring of fire apartheid, and nobody's quite the same as you, and it's just, it, it, it is bizarre. Did, was, was that Did you say apartheid? I kind of zoned out when I heard apartheid. You didn't make reference to the apartheid. The bit you missed was me just going on a tirade about South Africa. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy the, the comparison between sitting around, drinking for a few hours, and years and years of oppression of minorities. <laughs> <laughs> I feel they're on equal billing. Really. I mean, for South Africans, maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very South Africans here tonight. <laughs> ben, what, what, what's your best, worst, most vivid memory of Freshers? Oh, boy. Um, I think I've told you what story I'm going to tell here. Um, oh shit! Um, <laughs> I know which one it is. I'm going to take this microphone out so we can do a little bit of gesticulating here. I'm so. So excited. I'm going to start this uh, story with the pretense that it, if a story starts like it sounds like I'm bragging, like I'm some sort of really manly man. But please, as, as you can tell, I'm a really sort of salt of the earth masculine man. But, like, but, um, but I just have to let you know there is a very very big turn you have to watch out for. Okay, so, so you, 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 you go into freshers, of course, some of you might be going to sort of a fresh experience, going to clubs and stuff. And expect to be a bit of a sort of a, yeah, a bit of a sexy time. To be honest, like you meet, meet some meet some nice people out there, maybe sort of taken back to your horrible student flat <laughs> that's sort of covered in pizza boxes and like, yeah, dingy, like, dingy hole. Dingy room. student flat. Yeah, that's what you expect. And um, I'm in the lovely club in Derby, Fever. Shout out for Fever, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I, uh, and I uh, ugly mush faces with uh, with a lovely girl. And then when she pulls away, she says something hilarious, which is, are you gay? Uh, <laughs> which, of, of, of course, yeah, that's what you'd say. That's what you say after, you know, you've had a completely heterosexual kiss. And I, and I explain I'm like probably a bit equal opportunities. <laughs> and, and then... She says, like, oh, do you want to... So do you have, like, affirmative action platforms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people, people have to fill out a form, like, it's sort of like... If, if any sort of minority, I'm sort of like, you go to the top of the list there. <laughs> um, but so she says, like, would you like to have a threesome with me and my gay friends? Ooh. And I say, that sounds okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds all right. So drunk, is it? Yeah, sure, sure, I got... I so, uh, doing this evening, but it sounds, it sounds all right. Like, I can shuffle things and... So like, so, like, so like, that's pretty cool. That's, that's a fresh experience. She get, and she said, I'm going to go to the bar and get a drink. So she goes to the bar and I'm left alone. And my drunken mind says to me, Ben, this sort of thing doesn't happen to you. This is a trick. <laughs> She's trying to steal your organs. <laughs> so my, my master plan is that I walk out of there and I don't just walk home, I run some of the way home. <laughs> and I, I, I wake up that morning and I say... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that's my fresh experience. <laughs> it's beautiful. Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. <laughs> Trying to steal organs. <laughs> well, um, as as the previous two stories have been rooted with with the tiniest bit of alcoholism, and yeah. I'm, I'm not not looking at you, Ben. Um, <laughs> Mine, mine involves no alcohol, although it, it involves one can of beer at the, at the very end. That's, that's alcohol, Joey. It doesn't involve any hard alcohol. Right. Is that like alcohol that beat you up? Just <laughs> you know what? I, I might as well just get started. Jordan, it doesn't matter. Hardcore and softcore pornography is still pornography. <laughs> Please don't go away, it's still on the hard drive. <laughs> 
no, um, so th this all starts when I was tucked up safely in bed during second year freshers, not first year freshers, Ooh. because we, we all come back like haggard old bastards we are and try and get on the freshers for the second year. But no, I, I, was, I was tucked up safely in bed and, and I wake up in the morning and everything is fine and I come downstairs and my friend says, do you know where the TV's gone? <laughs> It's this one. <laughs> and they go, no. And I come into the front room and go, holy shit, the TV's gone. <laughs> and I kind of, I check behind the seats. Um, I, look, I look under the table. Just, just in case someone's put it there. And I go around and I knock on the other six well, units' doors and I go, have you seen the TV? <laughs> No, we haven't seen the TV. I, I love your logic there. I lose change on the back of the sofa all the time. So I'm <laughs> so the TV, TV might be there. The TV <laughs> might fall out of my pocket. <laughs> I, and I knock on the other six doors of the students living there, and one by one they all tell me they don't know what's gone on with the TV. So I, I go outside, and there's somebody had brought a footstool. Right. Climbed up onto the footstool. Why are you looking at me? I, <laughs> because you're sure. Oh, oh, I'm not even skirting around the issue. <laughs> he asked me straight up. Um, no, and they'd got up on the footstool, opened the top window, climbed into our front room, and stolen a TV, which we subsequently had to pay for. But but let's ignore that. Wait, what? You had to pay for the TV? Oh yeah, we had to pay for the TV. That was stolen by. But why did a burglar have to pay for it? That's <laughs> not the story. Oh, I wasn't pissed about the TV. What I was pissed about is that this burgling. Person, <laughs> this burglar, but he had, had taken my taken the TV, but had then thought it was a great idea to go through into the kitchen, open the fridge, and take one of my beers, <laughs> <laughs> one beer from my from my four pack. I, I find I'm it fascinating to injury. You crack jokes about like alcoholism earlier, and yet the, the fact that a beer was taken is more of an offence to you <laughs> than the fact that someone stole your fucking TV. <laughs> it was insult to injury. I like the image of the burglar, so he gets out of the TV, carries it outside, and he thinks, Chopo Dunn goes back and has a beer, sits down on the sofa, and then goes back out and takes the TV. It's like, that's some hard work. I'm pretty posh. I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, I remember from that one, like, Jordan, because I remember seeing you, I think, the next day, and, like, you came in and, like, like you were a bit visibly shaky, because obviously it would shake you when somebody breaks into your house in the dead of night and takes something from you. And you were there and you were a bit worried, and I remember just being like, Jordan, shut up the door, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the door, it was the window. And also, you didn't say that. You went, oh, this will make great radio content this time. <laughs> break in through the window and out back through the door. Yeah, he unlocked the door on the way out. Which is just impossible. That's just two ways out. <laughs> like, he's, he's not even a good burglar. Like, you, you come in through the way you... you, you uh... <laughs> Robbie, are, like, you, are you a master thief? <laughs> well, and over to you. Are, the, are, there, any police you master thief? are there any police officers in the room? <laughs> good. No. Uh, good. In that good. Case, we can yeah. start talking about yeah. it. Uh, okay, so, sorry, my fresher story. Well, oh, well, are we all sitting comfortably? Good. Um, because, oh boy, have I got a story for you. Settle in. Um, so it was the, my first year of freshers. Um, I think it was one of my maybe first, second evening I'd moved into halls. And I was, there was, um, there's, there's a phrase, you might have heard it before, and it perfectly describes how it was that evening. Um, 
it's drunk. Um, <laughs> I'd, 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 there was like, you know um, those things that you get? Like, one of those, what are they called? Um, the Alcohols. Thing. Yes! Yes, those... One alcohol. Like, yeah. And alcohol, right, okay, I looked at all the alcohol, like, all of them, and I'd gone, drink that, and I drank them all. Um, and there I was, I just, I just had all of the alcohol, right? All of um, them? All of them. All yeah. of them in existence? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, is it rum? I've had all of the rum. Um, all of it. You know, uh, whiskey. I've had all, all of whiskey. Yeah, the whiskey. Um, you seem very that, unsure that, about this. That, That's a microphone. Is that a... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I had, I had all of the alcohol. I was just like, and I got so sort of drunk. I was like, you know that thing when you're drunk, right? And you just sort of fall off the pavement. I'm like, you, you're so funny. Um, <laughs> and, and there I was, I sort of fall off the pavement. And I was... I was always sort of stumbling about, and there I was, and then, and then you never guess what, right? Um, my friend went in, I was in this, uh, I was in Fever, actually, it's funny to mention it. Um, and while I was there, I was sort of like, oh, I'm so drunk, and I was sort of saying to him, look at me, aren't I drunk? Sort of wave my limbs about, because I couldn't control them properly, because that's what happens when you, you, you drink all the time, isn't it? Isn't it? Nice. <laughs> and when so I start thinking, like, and oh, I'll tell you what else I did. I phoned all of my ex-girlfriends, and said to them all, oh, oh boy. I still love you all, and they were all like, "Thanks." How many is how many is all of your ex girlfriends? Oh, um, well, I okay. Greg I've got, doesn't count, Robbie. <laughs> I've got I've got all 151 now, um, but at the time, <laughs> 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 yeah, you're from being at, at the time, I hadn't involved a couple of them. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I I rang up. Oh, it was just it was just chaos. I was there in fever. Um, and then I, my friend came back with me because I was with my friend, right? I've got loads of friends, just like so many friends, like not just these guys, like so many friends. Um, and she came back and she said to me, I've got this great guy. He's going to have a threesome with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was you. <laughs> That's why I said yes. <laughs> and he never turned up. <laughs> I just saw him later on running down the street. <laughs> um, by which I mean the... The, 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 the real story that happened was my, my Divine Treasure story was first night, right, got to the door, realised I've got my D, got back in, I was in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> you <laughs> animal! <laughs> no, cool, look at me, always out doing the alcohol, doing the, the first night, I was, oh, it was, it was, it was wild. My flatmates didn't notice I'd go on, probably because they just met me a few hours beforehand. I, lo- I love um, that your lack of experience means that you had even trouble rub- uh, naming the word wrong. <laughs> so that was a wrong, I think. I think you're, you're forgetting. Actually, I was a pirate for many years. Oh, so I know what about. See, the interesting thing about this, Robbie, is that whenever we hear you talk about alcohol, we get a fascinating insight into a non-drinking man's view of the world of drinking. It's, it's a bit like David Attenborough, in a way. <laughs> How? It's not. <laughs> we haven't had the same with like, we see the, you, Robbie. Here we see uh, the we... le- lesser spotted alcoholic in his natural habitat, which is. Hairy dog, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when we time me and James were living you with, uh, with you, Robbie, and we were sort of observing you from a distance with a pair of binoculars? <laughs> and, I, and, and then our filming scene, we camped outside in the back garden for three days. <laughs> the most interesting thing was I was also I was also observing you with a pair of binoculars. Oh my so god! So it, it was just like two people looking at each other. It wasn't very interesting. Yeah, yeah. See, it was it was interesting living with you, Robbie, because like all, all I remember would be sort of like me and Ben would be going about our drunken antics, and then occasionally we'd get you walking through. And you'd sort of glance at us, and a sort of wash of disgust would come over your face, <laughs> and you'd just go back to your room. I, I can smell you, Rummy. 
<laughs> I, I very vividly remember one night I was sat in the living room watching Damsels in Distress. Funny enough, starring Greta Gerwig, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, third girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was Ivy Saw. Uh, um, no, there's a second. Never mind. You've offended all the Pokemon fans in the room. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was watching that, and suddenly, suddenly it was maybe like half eleven or something, coming uh, the second half of the film, when suddenly Ben burst in through the door and says, "I think I might have just headbutted James, but I'm not sure." <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit! oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, that's a story. Oh, that night. <laughs> That's the time I headbutted James. <laughs> Would anybody like to hear that story? Yeah. Um, so should, should we do it from a, a different viewpoints? You, you go first for your viewpoint. Okay, so now, uh, as many of you that will have been uh, students before will be aware, there is a terrible and beautiful night that is called... What's it called? Carnage. Carnage, that's Carnage. the one. Um, so me and Ben were out on Carnage, and we were at the... Basically, what it is, is you go to various clubs and pubs and whatnot in Derby, and you move through them in sort of a great herd, and you've all got these shirts on. Just everybody gets really drunk. It's a lot of fun. And so there we are, um, and we're all in Walkabout, which is the first one, and somebody comes up to me and goes, hey, have you seen Ben anywhere recently? And I say, no, I haven't seen Ben anywhere recently. And we're looking around. And he pulls off his mask. It's me. Ben was here the whole time. We're paying any attention. So we're looking around for Ben. We can't find him anywhere. And then who should ring my phone but Ben? And Ben says, James, where are you? I'm in boutique. Which is now Moomoo for the uh, the new freshers. Um, So I'm like, Ben, why have you gone to boot? We're all still in walkabout. Why have you gone there? And Ben shouts, really confused. I've just bought a fishbowl and hangs up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) So there we are, and we're standing, we're just waiting around. And I assume I will probably gravitate his way back there some way. He'll come back to us. He'll he'll return like a homing pigeon. (laughs) So there we are, and and we're stood there, and we're waiting for Ben. And about 20 minutes after I've made the phone call, I turn to the side and I see Ben just evidently smashed and storming towards me. And he's coming up to me and, I'm like, and I, I, I begin to say, oh, hi, Ben, how are you doing? But before I can get even his name out of my mouth, Ben comes up to me and without a word, headbutts me <laughs> square in the fucking face. <laughs> okay, here's my perspective. <laughs> Having a great time, I go for a wee, I come out and I, I can't find anybody. Everything's disappeared. I heard people talk about them. They were still out there. Hey, my perspective. <laughs> so, um, so I, I couldn't find anybody, but I heard talk earlier that people were going to boutique. I was like, oh, they must be there. So I, get, so, so I go to boutique and sort of like saddle up, I get, get a fishbowl and sort of like, so I'm going to find them. I'm going to drink the fishbowl to myself. That's what fishbowls are made for. And uh, I'm going to find them. And I was like, where are they? So I phoned James, and if those of you who don't know James, James has got an answer phone message. (laughs) James has got an answer phone message where where, 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 where it starts him saying, hello? Sorry? I can't hear you. Yes. Single best idea I've ever had. After pretty much a whole minute of that, it's sort of like, "Uh, it's not me, it's man's phone. (laughs) He he, he says before that as well, only on Tuesdays. And that's yeah. the bit that always makes me really... I, it's one of my, the things that annoys me most. Yeah, we all fucking hate you, And every time I ring James, I have to say, is this actually you? Because if not, I am going to throw my phone in a river. See, the, the, Even if I'm not near a river, I'll drive to a river and throw my phone in it. That's how frustrating I am. The interesting thing Can about drive? is that... No! I'll learn to drive, go to a river, and throw my phone in it. Oh, no, okay. 
first I have to acquire the money. So I'll work for like six years to acquire the money to buy a driving lessons and a car. And then I'll learn to drive, go to a river, and throw my phone. That's how annoyed your answer machine message makes me get. The weirdest thing about which, my answer machine... what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> like, the weirdest thing about my answer machine message is that it, it has gotten so into the psyche of the people that usually ring me that whenever I answer the phone and it's actually me, and I say, oh, hello, I'm usually met with silence. So I hear this answer phone message is quite long before he does a reveal at the end of the answer phone message. I'm quite drunk, so I have an entire conversation with his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 um, I, I'm sort of like so I, I, at first I think it was a bad connection, so I hang up, hang up, phone it again, get through the whole thing, and because I'm so drunk, I don't notice it's the same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realise that I've been duped, I've been tricked. Like, wait a second, James is a fucker. And then, uh, and then uh, I, I actually I actually get hold of you. And I'm, I'm obviously I'm really angry at this point because your answer phone message actually hit fully, fully enraged. You were in your voice. So so I abandoned the fishbowl, uh, left uh, some some poor uh, poor scamp to uh, to drug it and waste the drugs on it, thinking it was someone someone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who, who else has been drunk and not out? I have. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> um, so I come back and I say, oh, I got a hold of James. Find it's a walkabout. I walk up to him like start seething because I think it's just wrong me, even though it's a pre-recorded message. <laughs> My brain still gets the sort of uh, the, the same the same drunken gears that are working when I when I run away from a potential freezer. And then <laughs> and then I walk up to James and headbutt him. And then um, I think the headbutt must have like put me in a sort of semi like lucid state, and I was like. I'm ashamed of what I've done. <laughs> and then it's went straight home and went to bed. <laughs> you're missing a crucial part of the conversation I, there. Yeah. My, my perspective, right, well, it, it sort of starts, isn't it? This is, Dumbledore's Dress is far better than I remember it being. It's the second time I watched it. It's a story in three parts. <laughs> this would be a great play. Gretty Go is pretty good in this. Um, can't remember that guy's name, but he's alright there. Oh, there's Ben. Uh, hello, and then I talked to Ben for like 20 minutes in which he sort of worked around from being I might have headbutted James, but I definitely did headbutt James, and I don't regret it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did. I was like quite sort of like upset. That's why I went home. Whoa, 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 whoa! Do you want my perspective? (laughs) (laughs) You went there. (laughs) You ruined my fucking joke. (laughs) (laughs) There's more of a realization. It's like wait a second. Hey, so something that we do definitely have to take care of. Now, for those of you that have been to the show before, uh, you will know what this is. We have a bit of a tradition. Now, I don't know how many of you have travelled outside of, but has anybody come here from outside of Derby? Okay, okay, so we've got a couple that have come from outside of Derby. Would anybody be daring to wager that they have travelled the furthest? Where have you come from, Kieran? You've come from London. Can anybody top London? Yeah. Oh, where have you come from, Sanko? Bulgaria. Oh. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, could we have a drum roll? Oh, no, oh, no. Can anybody top Bulgaria? No, I don't think so. <laughs> drum roll, please. Sanko, you have come from Bulgaria, and your prize is this loaf of bread. Yay! <laughs> come up to the stage and collect your prize. Oh, yeah, this is. is oh, no, he's actually coming. We're only joking, please. This is all we've got to eat. Thanks, Round of applause for Sanko. Nice. So, like, from our 
perspective as they got received by Salah, received pretty much everyone in the shadow. Yeah. It was completely dark, and then a huge Bulgarian man just emerges. This, of course, represents one stage of the university process, which is just being really hungry and living off bread. Um, it's also just a tradition to give out bread. It fits in with something that, oh boy, freshers, right now you've got money. That will not last. That Ooh. will not last. Hey, do you know your student loan? That, that, that'll be gone tomorrow. <laughs> also, pretty much, um, I take back a lot of what I said about student loans when I was living off student loans, because now that I don't have it, I miss student loans. <laughs> so, on that note, I believe that we pretty much, we've pretty much covered Freshers Week, haven't we? Yeah, it's Freshers Week. Pretty, 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 yeah, pretty yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. Uh, basically alcohol, yeah, I think, is a sort yeah. of TL. Am I right, no, guys? Bot, TLDR. Too long didn't read, yeah. Um, alcohol, very well covered. Which brings us on to, I think, the key thing that happens when you come to university. The re- I was going to say the reason we come to university, but let's not fool ourselves. Um, the lectures. So, <laughs> so, do we have, are we ready for our first lecture? Um, my phone's being really slow, so just stall for time. Well, <laughs> has, has anyone, did anyone see the programme on telly last night? <laughs> Great British Bake Off. <laughs> was that on last night? Was it? Yeah, it was there. Did anyone see it? Did you see it? Did you see that carrot cake? <laughs> Do you know what? I, right, okay. I thought it looked impressive, but Mary Bay said it was pretty dry. So I'm not. I'm torn on it. I'm torn on that. I wish I could have eaten it. Um, just because I'm hungry. Because <laughs> stu- did, did, did Sue Perkins say to him, like, oh, this whole situation is making me dry right now, and then turns to the camera and winks. Yes. So she makes <laughs> even, is it right? I, I don't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> And then there was a um, like a, a big s- salmon, um, and that came on. You don't bake a salmon, a big <laughs> salmon. No, no, the salmon was baking. A big salmon came on. It's it turned started baking. It's terrifying. There. Just there. So Just a there. presentation. Well, you see, the problem I'm having is that I can't see the mouse on the screen. <laughs> 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 See, oh, do you want to? Do you want to give me the mouse? Because I can quite yeah, see. Oh, you! Oh shit! What's going on? Here? What have you done, Jordan? Oh my god! Can someone do? Oh yeah! Thanks, <laughs> 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 sir. Wait, no, 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 But um, you'll experience oh. this a lot at university. Yeah. And I'm not looking at anyone in particular when I say this. But but certain things don't work as you wish them to. And that's that's an integral part of the university experience. How do you move on, Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just space ball. It's just space Jesus Christ. There we go. Yeah. See, we've missed all this. Here we go, lecture one. Lecture one, lecture one. okay, here we go. Well then, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to have to kind of... Wait, wait, let me get the <laughs> See, the interesting thing for you freshers is that this will be a lot of your university experience. <laughs> Holding a microphone. <laughs> for, anyone yes. listen, for anyone listen, this is also going to be uploaded as a podcast um, for those who want to listen to it. Um, why why does anyone benefit? want to listen to this again? <laughs> <laughs> But for those, James, can you adjusting his mic stand? For those that are no, I've finished adjusting my mic stand. James has adjusted his mic stand. Everyone. Also, <laughs> h- hello. <laughs> Did 
Is that anyway, it? so James, go on, go on, go on. Okay, so this is the first lecture of the evening. Now, an important thing that we should state here and now is that we picked lectures or lecture topics that none of us know anything about, <laughs> and none of us have seen each other's lectures before. So we are going into this completely blind. Yes. So you guys are unfamiliar with this. Mm -hmm. So are you guys. I'm the only one in the room who knows what's about to happen. <laughs> so this is fun. <laughs> so we put our faith in you, and obviously you're going to disappoint us. Oh no, it's about to be completely shattered. <laughs> Fashion! You might think it's just a word, and you'd be right, because it is just a word. But what does it mean? It means... Fashion! 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 It's here, it's now, and it's happening all over your face. <laughs> like it or not, we all fall victim to fashion. If you go out into 21st century Britain, and you go into any high street retailer, and you buy any item of clothing from the rail, you are a victim of fashion. You're buying clothes that have been designed, redesigned, tested against current market trends, tested against future market trends, and finally manufactured with the express purpose of being fashionable. If you wear clothes, and I can't see you, so I hope most of you are, <laughs> you are subject to fashion trends. The clothes we wear determine how we present ourselves to the world, how the people around us perceive us, and ultimately, even how we feel about ourselves. Fashion is unquestionably and admittedly, unfortunately, one of the most important aspects of modern life. Allow me, however, to dispel some myths about fashion. Firstly, you will often hear people saying that fashion is just a big circle. This is not true, because clothes come in all sorts of shapes. <laughs> Secondly, there are many people who would say that fashion is just people getting a little too excited about clothes. These people are correct. <laughs> Not even fashion experts seem to have any idea what's going on. And it literally only takes the most cursory glance at literally any Vivian Westwood clip on YouTube to realise that anybody with a sewing machine and the basic human need for warmth can change the world of fashion. <laughs> Fashion is constantly changing and evolving, and there is no telling what will be fashionable in as little as 10 years down the line. The only predictive tool that aspiring fashionistas have around the globe is that fashion often repeats itself. For instance, why does everyone have top knots now? <laughs> Because like, obviously fashion, it, yeah, it is a big circle. It all goes around, it all repeats itself. But why have we decided to repeat 16th century feudal Japan? <laughs> <laughs> That's from Seven Samurai. <laughs> so in order to have any hope of looking forwards in fashion, we must first look back to 3rd century China, where fashion has arguably its true historical origins. The roving warlord. Farshun, the impeccably dressed, took no prisoners with neither his robes nor his roving hordes of Mongols. Now, I know what you're saying here. You're saying, hold on, James, roving warlords in 3rd century China, surely after the founding of Eastern Wu by the Jin Dynasty in 220 AD, all of these roving warlords would have been left in the dust. But you know what? It 
it's a comedic performance. <laughs> <laughs> now, being insufferably vain, insufferably vain, insufferably. No. The fire rises. Extremely <laughs> <laughs> painful <laughs> for you. Insufferably vain. Farshun needed his outfits to be as sharp as his arrows, so that he could do battle with both. By day, he would wage war against all who opposed him, and by night, he would comb back his hair and hit that ancient Chinese dance floor. <laughs> Farshun actually had 13 road makers working around the clock to produce the sickest threads in the kingdom, because he would never be seen in public wearing the same robes more than once. So, now that we know a little bit more about historical fashion, let's move on to when the old became the new. When did fashion really start kicking off. It's a little known fact, but modern catwalk fashion, where is your mouse? Um, it's actually just a police sobriety test that got out of hand. <laughs> uh, when a police cruiser pulled over a van full of bird men uh, for reckless driving, everyone inside was forced to take a straight line sobriety test. As the literally bird-brained idiots attempted to walk in a straight line, hoping that the cops would not find their delicious and potent stash of bird meth, the sun peered out from through the clouds and hit their feathers in a dazzling array of light. And then, who should drive past what Coco Chanel herself? <laughs> she was taken by the sight and promptly invented the catwalk, which was named so for copyright reasons. <laughs> Now, um, uh, a little side note, it, it would be very, very improper of me to uh, give a presentation on fashion without addressing uh, some current fashion trends. I hope some of you are going to be offended. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, bomber jackets. Everybody's wearing bomber jackets now. Ben, you recently bought one. I did buy a bomber jacket from a charity shop, actually. Oh, that's kind of okay. That's where you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> At least they get money to charity for it. Um, so yeah, bomber jackets are all over the place. Everybody's wearing them. Everybody's obsessed with them. And you'll never guess what. They're shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, secondly, there are many, many people who are worried that beards are going to go out of fashion. And as a fashion expert, I am here to assure you Beards will never be going out of fashion. They will live on forever in the halls of Valhalla. A few. What, a few beards? A few. A few no, just a few, few. Just generally expressing relief at the fact that I have a beard and I don't have to shave it off. <laughs> okay, now, um, thirdly. <laughs> Thank you. Contouring. Give us a shout for contouring. Woo! I, I, I love it on maps when they get to show how high a hill is. Okay, now, um, obviously, anybody who knows anything about makeup or fashion will know that all anybody can talk about now is contouring. And then, because I'm not a fashion expert, I had to ask somebody who contours what contouring is. I thought you said you were a fashion expert. Have you lied to us? Many times. Oh. <laughs> um, so, basically, I asked what contouring was. Um, shout out, Shannon. Um, and she said that it was something about the hollows of your face and trying to bring... Basically, it's probably all right. <laughs> um, now, for just a quick kind of... So as long as you have a beard and you contour, you've got to go... <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear a bomber jacket. Um, for a final note, um, 
obviously, fashion is very, very subjective. It changes year to year. Every 10 to 15 years, the entire world of it just completely revolves. There is no way of knowing if the clothes you are wearing will be fashionable or unfashionable any way down the line. So don't let high street retailers or advertising tell you what to wear. Just wear what makes you feel comfortable. That's all I can really say. I've been James Boston as this has been fashion. Thank you very much. Sort of transition from that, but I think we found the perfect way. Speaking like speaking gibberish in high pitched voices. Um, no, normally, this would be the point I think where we discuss why James was the worst person possible to do a lecture on fashion. Have you but, even seen what I'm wearing tonight? I've got blue on grey on brown. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. That's acceptable though, because like I think the brown's like a neutral colour anyway, and blue and grey sort of go together. Not that I know anything. <laughs> so what you're saying is I'm the most fashionable man to ever walk the earth. No, like trash. <laughs> <laughs> But, but this this is sort of James' idea of being well dressed up. Hey, I wore a suit once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what that, that suit residue sort of hangs around on you for a long time. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it's, it's like when a skunk suits. sprays you and you just can't shake it off for a few days. That's yeah. what wearing a suit's like. You just feel sharp. Has anybody been sprayed by a suit before? A suit. A, a suit. Yeah, it's like a, a suit, like a living suit. Oh, I thought thing. you meant a soup. As in somebody comes along, there's cream and mushroom all over you, everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's like a sort of like there's actually little like living suits that run around like skunks and then spray you. I've seen this. Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like to just kill some sometimes. Oh, like, yeah, you have to hang them up. Yeah, farmers hang them up on no, the fence sometimes. Me. So that's to, to, to scare yeah. away other suits. Yeah, full <laughs> suits. They just hang up like a real suit, mm. not a real suit. I've lost track of where I'm going with this. Um, but they actually work as actual suits for really small people. <laughs> yeah, I could wear one. Um, so, I so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's really warm in here, and I'm sure that you all want to get outside. This will be the point where we will say this is the end of the first third of verbal discharges, one night degree. We'll be back in 15 minutes. Go out, get yourself get a drink. Some, yeah, get some fresh air. Get some air for the love of God. Have a <laughs> um, we'll, we'll be back in 15 minutes. We'll See come you all back soon. with the second lecture and the, a chance for you to join one of our sports teams. Oh. So those are some things to look forward to as we're coming up. See you all soon. We love you all. So welcome back. You're in the second trimester. Of verbal discharges. This, one this night is degree. the equivalent of your second year, so get ready for shit to get real. <laughs> yeah, the, the grades have actually started. Really, the grades have started to matter now. So but don't worry, as long as you get forty percent, you'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I want to introduce our next lecturer. No, no, no. Of oh, no, he's tenured. He's a he's a tenured lecturer, which is an American thing, but I'm going to use it here. Some would say a visionary. Just, say, just a pure <laughs> philosopher of business, Monsieur Robbie Owen. Make some noise! <laughs> Donald J. Owen. Yeah, yeah, that's, thank you. There's a thing, uh, for some behind-the-scenes knowledge, um, we woke, I was going to start this end, then James said, no, we'll play it for laughs when you move over. <laughs> so that was for laughs, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was the laughs. See, don't say that we ever hide anything from you, fans. <laughs> so, we... Okay. 
fine. I do without. It's fine. So, I have an exciting lecture for you in the topic of lecture, lecture two. <laughs> business. Oh, business. Here comes the business classes. Every day of my life, I hear the word business. <laughs> Every day of my life, I think the word business. Not a day of my life has gone by where no one has said to me the word Business. It didn't. It didn't fit on. No, it could have fit on to do a third time, couldn't it? Fourth time. Never mind. But <laughs> <laughs> and yet, despite the fact that I spend most of my life thinking about business, did you know that only one person in every packed room of about 32, 34 people? I'm going to the fact that we sold 20 tickets in this for uh, every room of about 32 people. Only one person knows what the word business means. So just to demonstrate this, can anyone, can everyone in the audience, you will put your hands up if you think you know what the word business means. I'm standing far enough away that I'm waving the lights. One, two, or three or four, okay. Okay, it's good to know. Uh, I mean, you're wrong. None of you do know what business is. Because if there's one thing I know, and last time I checked there were six, it's business. <laughs> The other, the other four, incidentally, are the names of the Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> and then, I never learned, not, not one of them is counting, so I may have got the number slightly wrong. Um, but, the key thing is business. And the question is, why have you all chosen to enrol at the University of Verbal Discharge in a course in... Business. <laughs> if you do not know what business is. And therefore I think I'm going to have to explain to you what business is and why people choose to do it. The main reason that people choose, when, when I ask my students, why did you choose to do business? The main reason they give is that they want to come and make money. Normally I then point them towards a coin meeting degree because you do not have a business course to make money. There is one reason why people choose to do a degree in business. And that reason is in order to be the big dog. Now... <laughs> We all know where this is going. <laughs> I did not expect anything less. <laughs> now, now, as I said, we do business to become the big dog. Sounds more like a small dog. <laughs> because it's funny you should say that, because in life, we all start off as miniature schnauzers. <laughs> Every single one of us starts off, we're about sort of 14 inches tall on average, according to Wikipedia, and <laughs> for an average of 18 years. And then we simply fade away. Which, however, there's one important thing, that we all want to go from being the miniature schnauzer to being the big dog. It could be sort of anything from sort of there to like 
I don't know, what's the biggest dog you've ever seen? Oh, that's a massive fucking dog. It's <laughs> 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 big. And have small barrels around the legs. <laughs> Donkey Kong, just throwing yeah, barrels yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was to reiterate our earlier point. Business! So, business. Where was it? Yes. So we all start off as a miniature schnauzer. We aim to become the big dog. We aim to go from being household pets to being household names. We want to go towards being <laughs> Scooby-Doo. We want to go towards being Toto, to being Snoopy, to being Pitbull. That's what we all want in life, is to be Pitbull. So, I'm sure you're wondering, I'm sure you're looking at me and thinking, how do we go from being a small miniature schnauzer to being Pitbull, and the simple answer is through business. Now, <laughs> is something funny? <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give a motivational speech on business. This is basically the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> at the end of the Wolf of Wall Street, he comes and does the speech, he's like, oh, sell me a pet. It's basically that, but with more barking. <laughs> so, business. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the story now. I, myself, started off as a miniature schnauzer, as we all did, but I worked my way up to through being, towards being the big dog. And I did it using two simple business techniques, a two-step process that took me towards being the big dog I am today. So, my two-step process is this. My two, step, two simple steps of success in business. <laughs> you may want to take notes as well. I don't know if anyone's got paper. Um, it's important this. You want to remember this as we go on. So, step one. Find something people want. So you want to look for that. Perhaps do through observation. Look at people and think, I think he wants... Hey, let's just go. Let's, 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 he, he wants... It's thrown me off completely. Never mind. Uh, he probably wants like a jacket. No, he doesn't. His room's too hot. But he wants a fan. There you are, fan. But, but for the people on the further back rows, like, all they saw is like, you just go, yeah, but you just got pilgrims in the house Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I think they got the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you want to find something people want. And the second step of my successful guide to being good at business is to give it to them in exchange for something you want, like money. <laughs> uh, also, it also works. I personally prefer food. Um, I pretty much do anything for food, sort of my favourite, like little chunks or something of like meat. That's what, that's what I really like to, to, to eat. That's why I normally do really? exchange for business. Yeah. Do you eat much meat? Don't question me, Jordan! <laughs> <laughs> Only I thought you were a vegetarian. <laughs> it depends what pedigree a chum's made of. <laughs> meat. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> So, that's just, this is a simple two-step process. But how did I implement the two-step process and become a big dog. Now, it all started in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> when I, myself, thought I was a miniature schnauzer, realised that when I went to visit all my friends in their kennels, I noticed that none of them were looking after their teeth properly. Probably because as as they had the paws, they couldn't properly use a toothbrush. It was all quite difficult for them. Um, and I now wish I brought my toothbrush. I could demonstrate how hard it is to hold a paws. Never mind. And so I had an idea. 
I had an idea that could help. I recognise the problem. The thing people want, the things dogs want, is to be able to look after their teeth better. And I worked out how to do it. I invented the doggy dentu chew stick. So, <laughs> I made it was kind of stick. It was a long, thin thing, sort of with four little prongs, four sides, like cross shape. And I sold it. I packaged it. I worked out on packaging. I worked out the branding. Uh, I made one. I'm a top, top doggy scientist. And I sold it on. I, I worked it out. And I went down to the patent office to patent it. And I was told there and then that Pedigree Chummer place had patent 20 years beforehand. <laughs> and that I then realised that the reason I'd had the idea was because I'd been chewing on one at the time when I had the idea. Which is fine. I had to go back to square one. And I had to go back to the start of the board in the metaphor game of snakes and ladders. I've never met a snake incidentally or gone up a ladder, mostly because I'm the... Spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I... I had to go back to square, square one. I had to come up with a way that could help using step one to help dogs to better brush their teeth. So I invented the human skin suit. And this device allowed dogs to turn into and to look like humans. And it could convincingly pass a human. Sometimes a bit hairy, sometimes it sort of peeks through, but that's fine. Um, and I, I had to work out a means to produce these. Because I realised that the moment I did it, the moment I made myself into a human, uh, I employed a top team of poodle sewers. Um, the moment I turned myself into a human, I realised that all of my doggy friends also wanted to be, or just dogs, we got friends. They really need to specify either end. Um, all of us wanted to be, or to look like humans as well, to have that option. So I set up great big factories, great big institutions, in which I'd lure in young, ambitious humans. What I did was I, in order to keep the expenditure low, I only offered them a piece of paper. But I told them that this piece of paper would make them more likely to get a job at the end. Uh, I called them universities. <laughs> that deserves a round of applause, you bastards. They don't understand I, yet. It's a bit like how you know, fishes come in schools. Humans say the fish school the fish. It's sort of like a university of humans. Um, so what we do is we every year we sort of mine this this university and we pick out a few choice people and we skin them alive and <laughs> to store dogs and we dogs would then walk around in them uh, and we'd be able to brush our teeth properly which is fantastic, which is a really useful thing um, so we use these, yeah, we have to brush our teeth properly we do all kinds of things like, I'd never showered before as a dog I sort of had someone hold like the shower ends in the bath over me a bit but never showered properly, it's fantastic um, I used all the sort of toiletries I did all of this um, and then I, we started to use some of other uses so we could throw frisbees for each other we could chase them, it was amazing <laughs> Um, and then, like, we had so many things that we're looking forward to doing in the future as well. Like, we're sort of, we're, we're, we're working on these ideas for sort of uh, making flyball work with humans. If anyone wants that in craft, it's great. If not, it sounds like everyone in the room, then never mind. Um, we're also working on a plan for taking over the world. Um, though, that was, okay, I was, you didn't, you didn't get that because, um, that was, a, that was a joke. That was a dog joke. We've got quite, like, a unique sense of humorous dogs. Um, we, we don't talk. Like make jokes like other people. It's just a little, just a little joke. Though that said, um, for any dogs in the room, good, that whistle should have been out the earshot. Of the <laughs> <It's been too laughs> but you know, you know what I mean. Great. Tonight. Great. <laughs> Mr. Jordan's left. Yeah. Great. Okay. <laughs>
So, that brought me on. I did it all through oh, oh, business. <laughs> and there's <laughs> <laughs> tap dance as well. I watch humans dance all the time. Thought, want to do that? Couldn't really do it. I fell over, two four legs, too complicated. And then, yeah, Linda dance. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so yeah, this is this is why these are my key findings through business. I took my so sorry, got that wrong, didn't I? Through business, there you are. Keeping the joke consistent. <laughs> I learned this. I learned. I took myself from being just a little miniature Towser towards being. The big dog. And <laughs> I took myself to this point. I am now sitting in the pantheon of great dogs alongside Julius Col Colley and Leonardo Dog Vinci <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Poly Hound. No! <laughs> and, no! and, and Pitbull. <laughs> I, I, I did all of this by myself. And how did I do this? I did this through business. <laughs> Thank you. And I, oh, I wish I mean good night. Robbie Owen, ladies and gentlemen. That was certainly something. Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, can we switch seats? Because I feel very alienated. You're really tall. Alienated. Like this is sort of pointing right up here. Yeah, I know, so what I'm saying is, should we switch? <laughs> You'll switch around. Comedy. Oh my god, <laughs> Well, thank you for all sitting through that. When I first heard, obviously, we haven't actually heard each other's lectures no. before. This is actually our first impression of getting it. Um, and I, I, was, I was worried that, because I heard the first, like, bark, and I was like, Robbie must be really worried because he's developed to that and lose hit. And I was like, I don't want to bring it up because I, I was genuinely worried about it. Good reason. All so part of the performance. It's like, oh man, I'm going to have to speak to him about, about this like, after the act. <laughs> like, offering help. The, the reason I think I was particularly suited to doing that was because, and it may not sound it on the face of it, that I was almost on the second season of The Junior Apprentice. Oh. Um, oh yeah, this is oh, definitely yeah, yeah. a story Sorry. worth telling. That's not even a joke. So I was I was in the final fifty to be on the second season of Junior Apprentice, which is the sort of younger version they did of the show of Alan Sugar. And Robbie, would you care to tell everybody how you got into the final fifty? By lying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made the final fifty through just lying about knowing about business. So I made up businesses I'd run. Um, I, I lied to someone. Someone said, "Can you give me an example of when you really sold?" Um, or when you sold someone or something, because my opening line, I remember, sort of my gambit, the way they do it is they sort of had a load of you stand in the room and they'd randomly throw it to one of you and say, now you give me sort of a 30-second pitch on you. And the first thing I said was I could sell a, a chocolate teapot to a homeless man of cocoa intolerance. Um, and they really liked that. They put me, that got me through a few rounds. Uh, and I then knew, like, okay, can you give me an example of when you actually sold something like that, sort of impossible to sell? And I told them that I had a friend who had a painting of a horse that was terrible, and I got it in an art gallery by selling him and telling him how artistic and brilliant it was. Um, <laughs> and I just assumed that because the friend actually had a painting in an art gallery, I could, and it was okay, I don't know. You, you, just, you, you <laughs> figured you could wing it. 
I figured he'd lie for me, basically. Um, <laughs> I then, and I don't know who it was, but I then basically didn't get any further because I, I told all these lies. And I told lies about business I set up and nonsense and I had my plan worked out and so on. And then basically they fact checked me, <laughs> which I'd got through so far without the them doing that. The all CVs. And, uh, <laughs> they sort of realised that, oh no, this guy, no, the thing is true. And they sort of confronted me on it. Said, how, well, how nothing you've said is true. There's nothing, nothing that's happened. And I panicked and said, going, yeah, well, I got through this far, didn't I? Which you should have done. I said, well, no, 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 don't hurt me. I know I lie. I'm sorry. I know it's bad to lie. I know it's a sin. Um, and they didn't let me on. Alan Sugar actually came into the room and like, he said, like, Robbie Owen, get out of my goddamn side. <laughs> Did he do that thing where he pointed with his overly meaty finger? He says, you're a lightweight, you're fired. Right, it's his <laughs> overly meaty finger. It's, it's really meaty. It's his sweet it? sugary finger. It's like, you know when you get those kind of... Have you sucked it, upon Alan Sugar's was, finger? Have <laughs> I suckled upon the great Sugar's finger? <laughs> and, um, it's just... It's like it's like he's put three of his fingers together. <laughs> well, these, like, these and then two, sugar got fins. These two are terrifying. <laughs> I mean, that, actually, that's actually quite more inspiring. That's how like, how far it's gotten now. Like, it's like it's, this like poor man. He's like grown up with fins for hands. But now he's a he's a he's an entrepreneur. How did he program his early computers using fins? <laughs> he did it underwater. Alan sugar. Alan sugar didn't program computers. You're thinking of Bill Gates. No, I'm not. No, he, he, he put money into programming computers, which obviously any rich dolphin can do. <laughs> <laughs> See, the interesting thing about that, Jordan, is that the way that you set it up, you, uh, you, you imply that all of his fingers are normal, except for this one freakishly <laughs> massive one. finger That's that he has. three in one. It's and he just like he points that at people. Wouldn't you? Yeah, Can you imagine? That, what that, was that? That's, <laughs> that's, that's Duncan Valentine from the. <laughs> Can you imagine if instead he pointed his little finger? Just like, you're, you're fired. Well <laughs> you know? done. That's his voice as well. That's a more accurate voice. Is that his um, actually tiny malformed finger he got from absorbing his twin in utero? <laughs> so anyway. That's why he's got the business power of one man and one baby. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing we, we touched upon it earlier and actually something Alan Sugar had to deal with himself is the fact that a lot of students don't have any money Alan Sugar was once poor now he's really rich yeah. and he didn't give me a job that's fine um, but it's something that I, I sense be... that you're still bitter about that no uh, <laughs> <laughs> he... never let go he, um, yeah, students need money, students need whatever, and they need to work on saving money and building money and so on. Uh, and I think we're each going to go down, we've each worked out a tip before we come to, obviously, you've got your problem to solve later. Uh, we've got a handful we're going to look at now. So yeah. we're each going to provide our own top tip on how a student can best we've, save money. We've basically selected three of what we feel is the most prominent problems a student will face and we are each going to give our tips on to how we will deal with those. So how, how are we starting this? Who wants to go first? Um, sometimes, as obviously I've experienced a few times in freshman week of the first year, sometimes a big dog materializes in front of the room. <laughs> and that's like, you know, and I, I, like, oh, who, who else? Shout out, big, ben, shout ben, out the big dogs ben, in the front of the room. Ben. All right, guys? <laughs> a, big, a, 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 a big dog will materialize in the front of the room. And we ben, have to it's like, get out of here! Ben, are you talking about your depression again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You laugh. <laughs> you laugh for 
garages. But just you, mate. Which top tip are we starting with? Like, which, I'll, which... I'll, I'll give you one. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about spending money right now? Yeah! Yeah, we're talking about budgeting. Okay, so my top tip is... Don't spend anything. <laughs> just, what, what? None of your money? Nothing. Like, when the university says, you haven't paid your tuition fees, say, don't need to till I graduate. <laughs> when, when, when the landlord says, you know, you haven't paid your rent, just say, fuck you. <laughs> you know, when, when you go to Sainsbury's and buy that big chunk of silver side beef, go to the self-service and check it out as potatoes. <laughs> you can weigh that shit, and that, that £22 <laughs> silver side beef cost you about 23p. <laughs> Jordan, was this why you get so many letters from the bank? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. So, so, uh, you, go, go, go. No, I've got, I've got a plan. I've got a plan to help save money. And it's slightly more complicated than Jordan's. Okay. Um, which is why I've written it down. It's a free oh, step God. problem. I'm bracing myself. It's a free step problem. No, it's not a free step problem. Free step. Solution. Oh, shit. The first step is to invest your entire student loan in a bank account for a very high interest rate. So I've, I mean, there's a, there's a few out there that got sort of like maybe three, four percent interest rates, which is pretty high. Invest them in that entire student loan. Don't leave a penny. I'll get onto why later. Invest any savings as well that you may have separately. So be it maybe your 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 mum's died recently. <laughs> Try your eyes. Invest in a bank. <laughs> My mum's in the room. Shout out to K. Owen. Or maybe uh, you took the advice of the dog lecturer earlier and owned a coin mint, so you could invest all your coins there, which is illegal, but it's a grey area. So, um, grey hand area. I was about to say that. Oh. No, this, is, this is the main goal, the Greyhounds Arrival pub, we can't, can't promote them. <laughs> is um, it a rival? Not really. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so step one, invest all your money in a safe, secure account with a high interest rate. Step two is rob a bank. Step three... <laughs> step three is to pull a bond villain and deliberately get caught, but only after you successfully invested the money that you stole into the same account. Okay. We're following it so far. So you invest the money into the account. By that point, you've got lots of money in that account. Um, so armed robbery should get you back 12 years. Right. So what you would then want to do is when you get out of prison, you can then pick up the money and it will, your savings will have grown exponentially thanks to the interest rate over 12 years you've been in prison. So without really doing anything, you've gained a lot of money. All you've done is sit around. You can then pick up, continue to degree as you were um, 12 years on. That's fine. You can well, eat dominoes every night. To, be, so, fair, to yeah. be fair, you'll get fed better in prison than you will at university. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so, uh, while you're towards the end of your university degree, uh, like, once you like, you go to like, your, 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 your last freshers, once you infiltrate freshers, well, then to be a fresher, just just, just bring a little, little shank. Small <laughs> and just, like, Are you encouraging nice students to stab other students? Only in third year. <laughs> <laughs> James, do you have a tip for saving money? Uh, Jordan sort of stole it. Oh, very sorry. <laughs> so yeah, the same thing. Stop I it like he stole it. Like my, my, my tip. I'll, I'll improve on what Jordan has said. Because improve. 
Jordan said that when you go to the self-service, and this is totally not the words of somebody who has done this, Jordan said to scan everything through his potatoes, scan it through his carrots. <laughs> carrots are the cheapest thing that most supermarkets sell. You can scan through steak. If you want, you could scan through a TV as carrots. <laughs> How come you didn't say that last week when we scanned through that Alienware computer as potatoes? You just because, went, yeah, it's fine. Doing his potatoes. Do you want to be stealing or anything? Yeah, it's about pay a little bit more. Wait, where are your principles, Jordan? Yeah. Do you take me as some sort of skeet <laughs> Wait, cheapskate? Skeet-cheat. <laughs> some sort of cheapskate. You, you think, Jordan, you think I go to the self-service and I scan everything through as carrots? Nah, son, I do it as potatoes. What would you really think I am? Some, some sort of liar, some sort of big potato you know, liar. You know earlier when you asked me if I was a master thief? I've now worked out I don't have a punchline for this. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, uh, I've got some advice about saving some money. Yeah. Um, there's obviously going to come to a party in student, in student life, especially in the second year, when you realise, oh shit, there's no food in my cupboards and I have no pennies to pay for anything, even from farm foods. <laughs> so what you notice... If you don't pe- if you don't clean your house for a while and you check the skirting boards, you will find numerous dead woodlice. Now, 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 now woodlice. I mean, if they're fresh enough, they provide quite a bit of protein if you get enough of them. They're nutritious. They've got a delicious crunch. So what you do? Get your student card. Like like scrape all the woodlice out of there. Put them in a big pan and make an omelette. <laughs> Where'd you get the eggs from? Woodlice eggs. <laughs> Should we move on to our next tip? Shall we? Um, Which is for making friends. Now, my single greatest piece of advice for making friends, and I don't feel it is in any way irresponsible for me to say this, if you want to make friends at university, start smoking. (laughs) You will make so many friends in so many smoking areas. Yes, Kieran, I know you two have experienced this. (laughs) No, genuinely, you, you meet a remarkable amount of people. I've met lecturers, including that one guy um, who goes to Derby Uni, who I think is an ICT lecturer, and before every single lecture, he goes into the smoking area and smokes a massive, massive cigar. Can I, can I add a bonus to this as well? Is he like, is he like a cartoon businessman? I did think his, uh, his big sacks with the dollar sign on them were a bit suspect. He's got all like, sort of like green dollar bills coming out of his suit. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the bonus. Yeah, okay, the, the bonus of this though is as well that because of Dyson, you've got to remember fewer birthdays. So there'll be like 40 are years. You, are you suggesting that taking up smoking to make friends is unhealthy? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'd add, uh, the, the one thing I'd say is that everyone is in the same boat. Um, and I do mean literally that they throw all the freshers that don't make enough friends in the, the, the boat on the, first, on the last day of Freshers Week. Viking um, funeral style. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all just forced to either make friends with each other or drown um, just as a punishment so drow. don't get on that boat they're in a boat they'll, they'll either jump off or they'll become friends with you or they just sit around and be answered that's probably what they'll do won't it didn't think this through see see, my, my tip for making friends um, it's not very good because I don't have any friends um, <laughs> even I'm these guys friend. yeah we all see no, we, we hate you Jordan yeah secretly 
<laughs> At least don't tell John about the group chat that only he isn't in. <laughs> oh shit, said it. It contains every other human except Jordan. <laughs> All we talk about is how much we dislike it. I always wonder about that seven billion person group that I wasn't in. But no, um, my, my, my biggest tip is to just start, strike up a group, make seven, eight Facebook accounts. And pretend that you're not so lonely by yourself. Mess yourself. <laughs> if any of you get like a, a dozen friend requests tonight from Poppy Rowan, Poppy Rowan, Ubi Uwin, don't think anything of it. It's not me. Um, so Ben, did you have a piece of advice? Um, so if you like, especially if you like doing a fashion degree or any sort of textiles based one, what you can do. Uh, is make an array of finger puppets. Like, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Oh god, it, it sounds. It's less ridiculous than it sounds. Okay. So what you do is is you make the first finger puppet, and that's like your first friend at university. And that you get some little personality to him. It's called Cedric Hollingsworth. And, and you chat, you chat, you chat and swim. But then you invent a scenario, sort of like, oh, you're going to go to walkabout for the first time, and then he pretends to go to walkabout, and you make another. Finger puppet, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm so drunk. Oh, I got um, Jonathan uh, Orange Peel, <laughs> uh, and, and then you, Cedric, and Jonathan go out, and then you, uh, you probably group date or something like that. Um, so you, you, you actually got that close. At what point during this do you get arrested? <laughs> All parts. <laughs> and then you, uh, and then you, you meet a couple of uh, lovely, lovely lady finger puppets. And you know, from there, it's up to you. <laughs> you could have a priest run away. Depends how big you make the finger I'll swap over with James. Let's switch. Drum roll, please. No. No, no, there's no need for that. It's all fall and trick. Fall and trick? Fall and trick. My trick is fallen. Wait, I've uh, I've ruined the wires. So, Ben, what's your lecture in? You will see when I sort this whole situation out. I don't actually raise this microphone. Do you want me to do it? Yes, please. Are we having a nice night? And well, anyone say anything good on the tele? No, I've asked that yeah. question already. Um, Hello, I'm here. Oh, there Classic. we go. Thank fuck for that. Right. This is lecture three. Of course, if you've been counting, this is the third lecture. That's what how numbers work. <laughs> um, so, so this is psychology 101 with uh, Dr. Professor Ben, PhD, OBE, PS1. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
I often do lectures in uh, Crash Bandicoot, Karushi, <laughs> uh, and Crop Legend of the Gobos. Um, so, psychology uh, actually was invented probably about five years ago now. It was um, and it, it was invented by a little boy, you might all know him, called Stanley Milgram. Now, Stanley Milgram invented psychology when he saw, he was in a pub, and he saw a man shouting at himself, and Stanley Milgram was just quoted as saying, what the fuck is wrong with him, man? <laughs> Which prompted him to write a 500-volume uh, book called Psychology the Book. It was very popular. It's a long, very, it's a very, very long book. And actually, what made it popular is that it won the Richard Judy book. <laughs> <laughs> It was years ago, so it started to get popular. So psychology is a study of uh, of the brain, and the brain is basically a jigsaw puzzle. Well, basically, it's literally a jigsaw puzzle. This is what the brain looks like. Uh, and the four pieces of a jigsaw puzzle consider of feelings, 90s cartoons, Sigmund Freud, and Macron. Now, Sigmund Freud, as we all know, was named after a good old Uncle Sigmund over here, who tells us that a cigar is a penis. <laughs> and that you fancy your mum. <laughs> so, the, the brain consists of two parts. As we'll find out when I put the actual gloves on so I can handle all equipment. So, talk amongst yourselves, that will take ages. <laughs> For the, the benefit of anyone listening on the podcast, Ben is now putting on Maricol gloves. <laughs> For the benefit of anyone in the room, we sense. don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Ben did say something about a splash, so... <laughs> so... <laughs> so, this... <laughs> this is exactly a brain. It's not a melon. That's what brains look like when they're out of the skull. So, uh, so as you can see there, the brain consists of two parts. The left part, which is also known as the Eiffel 65 part. And the right part, which is often known as the, the pink part of the brain, which is also known as... The fierce and fabulous <laughs> Now, uh, these parts of the brain work in Congress. It's what it's called, uh, I think, uh, it's been a while since I've done psychology, the corpus cabutops. Um, Isn't that so, a Pokemon? <laughs> no, it's psychology. <laughs> so what we get, like, there was a famous study in the, uh, I don't know, when psychology was invented, uh, 2009. Somebody severed the corpus uh, corpus callosum, which is this is a practical experiment. Now, this is where you're going to get your money's worth for the degree. <laughs> I'm going to right now, live on stage, sever the corpus callosum. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, oh. watch your thumb. mush of the brain, which is obviously repressed memories, thoughts and feelings. <laughs> Need this. This particular part of the brain, this is where this particular person who denoted the brain um, is feelings towards his mother, which he very deeply repressed. And now it's a very, very sort of 
deep sort of mush, really. That's what it looks like. When you repress thoughts, it becomes some sort of mush. There we go. Thank you, James. Um, so we've got that mush from the uh, from the feelings about the mother. Put that down there. Um, in this side of the brain, back in the Sigmund Freud area, we have some hopes and dreams. Now, who's who's lost some hopes and dreams lately? Who's, who's <laughs> I graduated university. It's a silly <laughs> question. <laughs> Um, so the hopes and dreams I've given them out I'm doing some donations this is from a lovely donor who was a big fan of verbal discharge but unfortunately we did that one episode when we tried to work out our popularity on a more of a Jim Jones level so we told our fans to to drink uh, poison Kool-Aid literally one of them did it and we took his brain afterwards and this is what it looks like this is an actual brain folks we know what we're doing here can you hold the microphone for me James so I don't get um, brain juice all over it so here uh, this part we have more. We have creative thoughts. This is the pit of, uh, part of the um, the fierce and fabulous brain. Who's feeling very uncreative lately? Here it is. My gentleman on the front row. Volunteering, carrying. Just push it into your brain. Okay. Um, for the third part, I'm gonna. You know, I'm not gonna wreck this brain any more than I really have to. Um, for the third part, <laughs> no, it, it needs to go back to the owner. He needs it. <laughs> um, so for the third part, we have um, obviously the nineties um, cartoons. This is the main part of it. Who is who is lacking in those sort of thoughts? Who who doesn't remember Angry Beavers? Um, Recess. Who don't know what Angry Beavers is? Yeah, do you want some brain? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic! What the fuck is Angry Beavers? <laughs> well, the Angry Beavers was a cartoon. That's <laughs> <what I'm asking. laughs> um, so that was a very sort of in-depth. Uh, so you, you don't really get sort of any many of those lectures anywhere in university. It's more sort of glorified presentations that you're paying thousands of pounds for. Um, <laughs> so from this, this, is, this is very in-depth. So what have we learned from it? Well. Um, <laughs> well, firstly. Uh, to be honest, I'm not actually a qualified psychologist. Uh, I don't know if I've led you astray. I'm sorry about that if you thought that I was. Uh, actually, I, sh- I, w- I wish I could have got a slide up presenting it, but I literally got a U in A-level psychology, which is the lowest grade imaginable, which is like, it wasn't even graded at all. Ungraded? Ungraded. Fantastic. To be fair, I think it was uh, probably to do with the fact I had a fight with the lecturer's son. <laughs> Wait, is it, is Wait, it a fist it fight? A fist fight? Um, no, Kieran, Kieran's didn't want to get in the front row there. I'm going to leave that contextually uh, ambiguous. And um, yeah, and that's how psychology works, and that's what's inside of your head, all that thing. Thanks, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now, this is the bit where we usually talk about how unqualified you are, but you've yeah. already. No, I've explained it. Um, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to leave people too far astray. But sort of like people are taking notes throughout the back. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, it is, it is a melon. That's how it works. Still <laughs> <laughs> leave that one hanging, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. So I believe on that note, then we can bring the second third. I'm sorry, sorry, it's going on too long, but. There we are. It is also worth mentioning, if you haven't already, please do write a suggestion of a question you want answering, or just any crude, lewd, whatever words you want in one of the pieces of paper. Make it creative if you can. If not, just anything. You should have seen the suggestions we had last time. They contained literally mostly swear words. It It made us all go... 
<laughs> so please do that if you haven't already. We'll be answering all of your questions in the third third of Verbal Discharges One Night Degree. We'll see you all in 15 minutes. <laughs> Thank you for coming back to the third and final bit. Uh, those that have left, less so. Not surprised. Um, now, the interesting thing that uh, none of you will have noticed, or maybe some of you will have noticed, um, earlier on in the evening, sat there and there, were our previous lecturers, uh, who have both now fled in shame. Moy Moy McCrory, they are disappointed. Moy McCrory, Simon Haywood, no longer here. But their ghosts remain. <laughs> so, we now have, though, our fourth final lecture, which is from the esteemed gentleman... On the far left, or your right. Would you care to tell us what your lecture's about, Jordan Reynolds? Sports science. Oh. Do we have any sports science students in the audience? Thank Thanks the fuck. Oh, well. <laughs> because I've not been kind. Jordan, you're a sporty boy. Not Ish. really. <laughs> I, I lift a beer to my lips and put it back down. But that's about it. So I'm going to start on lecture four. Like Ben said, that's how numbers work. It is. Sports science. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Sports. <laughs> Welcome to the grim reality. He's I'm Dr. Reynolds, an esteemed professor at the University of VD. That's milk discharge, not venereal disease. <laughs> in case you were wondering, but I'm sure you've become familiar with, with both over the last two hours. <laughs> what have you been up to for two hours? You don't want to know. Um, no, I don't. You We've only got one cubicle in the men's bathroom at Maple. <laughs> one is more than enough. As you will know, well, you may well know, this university, the University of VD, is headed by a completely diverse and, and just fantastically varied community of four privileged white males. <laughs> We've had it tough. <laughs> Have you noticed lately how hard no, no, it is no, no, for no, men? Don't get, me, don't get me started about how hard it is for white males, because it will overshadow this lecture. <laughs> and especially on this course, we're very accepting of any students who are desperate enough to enrol. Whether they are Men, women, or dogs. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. I eat a lot of chicken and crank out ten press-ups every other Sunday. Why don't I look like this? Well, I'll tell you. You won't, and you never will. Because this is genetics. Possibly steroids. <laughs> Most likely steroids, which you don't have and you can't afford. <laughs> That's a good transition. <laughs> Damn right. Only the best PowerPoint transition. <laughs> I was really impressed by how far it's come on since t ten years since I last used a PowerPoint transition. Um, this way, intuition fees are going. <laughs> it's not all that bad, though. You can learn a wide variety of transferable skills, and that is definitely going to be sold on, especially if you're in a sports or an artistic course. So some of those transferable skills you'll learn is B 
being that PE teacher nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> Looking acceptable, acceptable in speedos. <laughs> and how to sign on at the job centre. <laughs> <laughs> You'll also have a huge, and I mean gargantuan, understanding of the sports science lexicon. That, that's the special words we use. <laughs> Such as bro. <laughs> Just a general word for hello, um, approval, disapproval, shock, depending on the way and the tone that you use it. Whistle man, which is the guy who decides the fate of sports players who were good enough to get a job in football without having to go to university. <laughs> freedom of the bench press, which is, you know, freedom of pectoral I expression, as you can see by this fine <laughs> specimen right here. Thank you very much. Kinanthropomoetry, <laughs> which is the study of human size, shape, and I have to read this out because it's a science word, um, proportion, composition, maturation, and gross function in order to understand growth, exercise, performance, and nutrition, and failure. A word that my mom has said to me very many times. <laughs> we, we we laugh, but we know it's it, it's, it's incredibly <laughs> true. Just sad. Like this is this is from the heart. This isn't a joke. And I've gone two pages too far. <laughs> Failure. It's not. <laughs> Sports science has an illustrious and enlightened academic history, and you can expect to become familiar with such key texts. And you'll see, fantastic transition, <laughs> such key texts as... No. sports science degree. Well, the most important part of your assessment is SPORTS! And how loud you can say it. SPORTS! Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie! Just came out, didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Which is the curriculum. <laughs> oh yeah, also, um, yeah, that's, that's part of the curriculum. But, um, You'll, you'll be assessed on the mid-semester arm wrestle, the quarter-trimester thumb war, and other things that really aren't important because you're on a sports science degree. Oh, <laughs> Good luck! You'll fucking need it! Jordan Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen! So I think we can say the reason that Jordan is unqualified to teach sports science is that he can spell his own name. So, <laughs> therefore, possibly, I find it shit. <laughs> I find it difficult sometimes, but I get there. Yeah. I was I was actually very tempted to um, to like to invite up the uh, the actual trainers at the University of Derby's gym just, <laughs> just to hear yours. 
But, Are you uh, fucking suicidal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing games. It's, it's, it's Jordan who died. Like, you haven't got two brain cells rubbed together. Well, Jesus, they're ripped. <laughs> James, can you press space again? Because I forgot. Yeah, of course I can, Jordan. Thank Any you. time, babe. So then. Wait, is, is this third with this show just one night degree? Shit, I've forgotten. Carry <laughs> on. So, this brings us on to, over the course of the evening, uh, many of you have been writing in the little bowl over there, hopefully on bits of paper rather than just straight into the bowl, because um, it's the maypoles that borrowed it. Um, but it's now time that we've been writing your questions, you've been writing things you know you have, etc., things you're worried about, and it's now time we're going to go through them and try and pick out some. Thank you to everybody who contributed, by the way. That, that's, that's a massive Thank you. That, that, is, that is an incredible part. I had to, I had to Thank shoot. you for contributing to what is nothing short of a great collective creative drought. I had to shoot. <laughs> see, I had to shoot. I had to for this ball from behind the bar from one of the Maple barmaids who absolutely does not like me. <laughs> so, so should we begin? Really first, yeah. Who? Wait, should we start from one end and work across, and Can then so on and so forth? Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a rummage. I'm gonna go for this one. Okay, now, this one says, bums. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote, I wrote that. <laughs> was that. Was that you? Was yeah. it actually you? Yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the chances of it coming out are so low. I feel like I feel like we've been cheated. Should I go for another one? I feel like we've been cheated there. Yeah. Okay. Brace yourselves, Glen West. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are people laughing? Why do people know what that means? <laughs> How dark can you play in Cards Against Humanity before everyone hates you? And you end up alone. It depends how many Jews you actually kill. Holy <laughs> <laughs> shit! See, the bigger worry in that case, the bigger worry in that case is never have I ever. <laughs> never, never have I ever, never have I ever, never ever killed over six million Jews. I've been like, and like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Every time. <laughs>
We have to fly two of them into World Trade Centers, one of them into Pentagon, and the, th and the fourth one crashed them into the grounds, not yeah. hurting anybody except the, the crew. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Al, we're trying to serve PG tips here. Should we have another? It's, 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 it's a very another? controversial advert. I don't know why I've never read it. <laughs> I will okay. admit, thank you to each and every single person who contributed, because we, we have a bowl full of suggestions this here. Is fantastic. All right, I've got one here. I, I am bracing myself. <laughs> I know James does. Do you have any advice on how to masturbate with a banana? Oh! <laughs> James, do you want to handle this one? <laughs> Is there a story to tell? Is there a story that a certain former roommate of yours, who is probably in the audience, might know? <laughs> story to tell <laughs> except leave it in the microwave for no longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> Whoever put that in there, I appreciate it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I fear one day I will wake up warm, unable to move, and in fact be a radiator. In this instance, what should I do? <laughs> I, okay, now, I've had this problem before. Um, it, it happened to me once in, uh, once was the end of first year, and sort of halfway through second year, I had quite fully recovered from the condition. Um, the first thing you'll notice is sort of you get a sweaty brow, um, you just get, you feel very, you run a really high temperature, um, and that's actually in a student house, in which case you don't work at all. Um, <laughs> I, I, I remember having to bleed you several times throughout university, it was uh, yeah. quite annoying. I yeah, that's, to do it. that's pretty much what you need to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. You just sort of bleed Was that a hound's maintenance tip or a threat? Adds <laughs> <laughs> a milk blood out of his nipples. <laughs> that was a callback! <laughs> Full circle. Um, but yeah, I think the, the key thing to do is to just to stay calm, um, try not to overheat. I know it can get stressful in these times. Um, and essentially, the, the, the big benefit is that you're always by a window. Um, so you'll, you've got a means of staying cool, you've got a means of, you also have to do some watch the window. Um, if you're not by a window, then unlucky because you can't jump out of one as well. Um, which actually being a radius makes it difficult because you don't have knees to bend to jump very high. Um, but no, I think ice. Just stay calm and collected, and eventually it will pass, I'd say. Yeah. Next question. Oh, fantastic tips there, Robbie. Mm -hmm. I was so, going to do one more round, because there are so many. No, let, let's do a couple more. Let's do a couple more. A couple more rounds. I said a couple more, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it won't show up on the big TV there, but our battery is running low. 10%. <laughs> oh, it doesn't show up on the TV. How professional. <laughs> I thought Jordan didn't mention it. This one says, where... <laughs> we interrupt this regularly scheduled verbal discharge as Robbie plugs in his laptop. <laughs> can you guys see that? Can you see that? Oh no, you can't see it, but Robbie's laptop is on 10%. Um, I think how, the big orange bar is across the screen. How funny is that? Anyway. No, they can't see <laughs> uh, this one says, where can I keep my squid? <laughs> <laughs> Where can you keep a squid? We, we 
not about we're not about squid. Well, if you've seen enough, if you've seen the third to best podcast, not about squid. Well, if you've seen enough Japanese porn, as or I if you've been e-books <laughs> long enough, exactly. Yeah, if you've seen enough Japanese porn and e-books as I have, <laughs> <laughs> we all have. Scott Davis, um, you put it right inside your inside of you <laughs> inside of your heart you keep the squids in your heart you and get, you you get that squid you think and you, you take the pointy end and you slide it up into that butthole and you just hope everything's alright are you it's answering the previous question about banana now sorry are you answering the previous question about banana now what about inserting a banana into yeah. my butthole <laughs> that's not how it happens no 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 it, it, it's a fun evening so you need a squid and uh, ideally several bananas <laughs> you want to use the banana as a kind of shoehorn yeah I don't know how many of you have seen Goatsy but, uh, but, 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 but not my human butthole isn't like that so you have to, you have to use a banana shoehorn I then drop those squids in there. Next question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk next about next question. Next I think, question. I think, man, your your. No, because we've got a next. screen and we will Google it. Please. No, no, I'm fucking getting ghosty up. <laughs> Can we get lemon pie up on the screen, please? All of you are laughing. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> will I be? Oh shit! Was that one saying? Will I be able to deal with all the pussy? How no? How um, do you I, deal with I, all the in, in my experience, it isn't really a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, you've come here with your Wellingtons, but you'll leave with nothing but your plimsolls. <laughs> oh, what does that, that mean? That, what does that, that mean? Tiny little, you've come here. Did, did, did no one? No, no, he's explaining anything. This is just like you're moving your hands. Did no one ever? Jordan, do you have sex under, in Wellies? <laughs> yeah. I, no, I understand. Shannon. <laughs> Well, that's awkward. But anyway, um, didn't know you. Did, did no one ever say that? Did no, no. no one ever say something? Jordan, about... nobody has ever said that before. Did in the nobody ever say, "Put humans. your Wellington boots on. I'm going to be drowning in plunge." See, somebody, please, somebody, please tell me somebody's heard that. See, see, see. There you go. See, I wasn't entirely on the wrong. Only have to watch that fucking in between is. But like, in my experience, having like you know, when there's like loads of pajamas around your face, you have to be like, "Go away and playing Minecraft." <laughs> I'm trying to mine diamonds. <laughs> should we should we take the next question? Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Right, right, right. Jesus. Oh. You're giving us a bit of a hard run here, aren't you? <laughs> what to do when your flatmate is a twat? <laughs> Invariably, this will probably happen. Yeah, this will um, inevitably happen for any freshies in the room. You will have at least one twatty flat. I mean, I only have two of these. For yeah, I'll, yeah, I was going to make the joke. <laughs> oh, as mentioned earlier, joke I with James and Robbie. Yeah, um, I just made the joke, Ben. You don't have to make it again. <laughs> Never mind. Um, frankly, ignore them for a year. Stay in your room whenever they're about. Avoid them. It's easy enough, to be honest. I managed it. Stay on the bottom floor so everybody don't smell weed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or, or to, be, to build on that, I why, feel that got a little bit surreal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to build on to build on that, why not keep a bag of mouldy cheese by your bed? So because you prefer the smell of that to weed. <laughs> just, just tip, just tip. Yeah, that may not have all happened. <laughs> go on, go on, big, Robbie. Go on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. The burning feeling when I pee. 
<laughs> See a fucking doctor. <laughs> it's not that really university related. Uh, I imagine you probably had this problem beforehand. If it's come on since our university, it's probably an STD. Go to a doctor either way. Um, STI, sexually transmitted illness, which sounds a lot nicer than sexually transmitted disease. It's infection. <laughs> yeah, infection is it? Illness, infection, whatever. How dare you? It's VD, also known as venereal disease of liberal district. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if you experience that, you've been having too much fun at Freshers, but you're doing it right. Scrape them off now. Gotta catch them <laughs> with a heated knife. Should we go for one final yeah, round? One final round. round. And, then, and then the rest of them will be put in the Sorry for everybody's questions who we can't get to, but we are limited on time. I mean, we fucking overran three hours ago. <laughs> yesterday <laughs> the crippling realization that i am no longer a child you never you never get over that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, re- you reach a moment See, somewhere i think life. you i think you're all being completely negative about this because i i'm still a child at the heart yeah, you're physically are you like 48 <laughs> <laughs> half of that jordan's older than the rest of us Jordan, don't pretend that your knees aren't fucked. They are fucked. <laughs> How's your back? So now that you're 52. <laughs> he takes four years in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> now that you're 76. <laughs> now that you're 90. <laughs> now that you're a million. <laughs> now that you witnessed the birth of Christ. <laughs> now, wait, wait, does that come after him? <laughs> now, I, was, I was backtracking. <laughs> now that you witnessed the Big Bang. Now that you've been reincarnated. Now that you witnessed the heat death of a universe one universe ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the next question. Jordan, you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I was, was going to follow that up by having nothing to say. Carry on. You want to pick out the next question? Yeah, ben, that's you. You, oh, sure. <laughs> you have nothing to out say. Out of the bowl. Here we go. Brace yourselves. What I'm does it say? I'm, I'm reading this time. I can read. <laughs> How do you deal with the stupid ass colleagues at your university part time job? Is this okay? I won't call them out. They can make him bring the ring on us. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's for, it's for hugging. We can, we can like keep them anonymous. This, it's a, Just I've, I've known you. No, I've, I've known you for three years, and like every time I know the answer to a question, they speculate over the answer, over the top of me trying to give the answer. Well, give the answer. Um, so I was just like, it's, it's fine. It's not important now. That, that would that would make this show at least two hours shorter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if we stated just facts that we knew, it's not a facts podcast. Call back to the last live show, um, which no, um, no, I just recognised that because I work part back to the university. Because Robbie edits. <laughs> Should we take the next question? Yeah, next question. <laughs> oh, there's a smiley face on this one. Oh, what do you do if you accidentally kill a lecturer? <laughs> oh, accidentally kill a lecturer? Well, like, I mean, it happens. There was two here, isn't <laughs> <laughs> If any of you are interested in buying their skins, you can meet us out back. <laughs> so Robbie, Robbie will be selling them to yeah, dance. Yeah, sellers have already got on them. Um, uh, well, the, the first step is you need to, again, just keep calm. Um, don't panic. Most mistakes made when disposing of a body are made when panicking the first 20 minutes after doing it. Lecturers um, come and go. Yeah, they do. They, they don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the money. 
I exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that covers it. That covers it. Not about. I mean, those... I mean, if you're a if you're a um, a, a film script lecturer. Who, who <laughs> oh, this is getting close to the moment. This is a fun bonus for everyone in the room. This is why you you pay to come and see it because this is getting edited out of the podcast. <laughs> for, for this isn't going to make it into the final cut. And normally, with live shows, I just leave them to all run through. But I think our lawyers would have a word if we had. Lawyers. <laughs> um, Shall we move on? Shall we move on? I yeah, think let's I go for the last one. Drum roll for the last one. No, I picked out two already. I picked out two already, so it's not going to be the last one. I just do. Cancel your fucking drum rolls, scum. Karen, anyway. Does sticky floors in bars or clubs denote quality? Does anybody remember when. Uh, it's low and low now, but it used to be Coyote Wilds. Yeah. Does anyone remember it's Coyote Wilds? Yeah. It was like sort of like wearing magnetized boots going through there. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was like doing a spacewalk on the outside of like a fucking um, um, the International Space Station. On and uh, pretty much like and, and the air was pretty much like just as fine as well. So. <laughs> um, should we take the last final question? Yeah. Very yeah, last. Let's have one more. One more. What? Is halls like? We should be what's our halls like, but never mind. Lectures are left. I'm just taking that mantle automatically. What is halls like? That makes them weird to cook in our I feel that's the story that's worth telling. Oh boy. I'm against it. Yeah, for me, it's not my story. Oh boy. Okay, it was a hypothetical person who's called, who's called uh, Bren Bryce. Uh, and what uh, like, um, and Bren was living with uh, with like some flatmates. Um, you know, he's very often on with them. So sort of, like, I know sometimes some of them act like dicks to him. And then uh, at one point, uh, on, a, on a night out, one of them might have messaged him saying, um, saying like, "We're all trying to be civil with you, but to be honest, like none of us likes you like you." Um, <laughs> so, 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 so what Bren did, so I've heard, is uh, <laughs> is is, uh, is like for his entire time. Living in those halls, like work out this person's patterns. In every morning after a heavy night out, he would have uh, a big fry up. And then I, I mean Bren, uh, <laughs> realized he'd need cooking oil to the fry up. So he woke up early that morning, weeded the cooking oil, and then disappeared. <laughs> And, and, and then disappeared back to another part of Derby for three days, and then returned to uh, to smell that the kitchen still smelled of weed. <laughs> <laughs> so absurd. All of these have been tightly, tightly, all theoretical, all hypothetical. None of these happens. No. So absurd. Well, I believe that may well draw the bottles to the end. That was third year. That was yeah. third year right there. Now, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but we've been following it through all of the three years of university here. And that can only mean one thing. Jordan, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for graduation. Make some noise. Um, essentially, in a nutshell, people would turn up, they'd put these silly hats on, um, and then they sit down for a very long time, which is what you've been doing, you've already covered that bit. Um, there's then a keynote speaker. Yep. And this is oh. something that you may have noticed the Derek Cora thing that happened a moment ago. 
Oh, at the start of the thing. I'm, I'm, actually, actually, the I'm actually the only one out of the four of us who isn't actually aware of this, so I'm so, very yeah. sad to see. So, uh, we had another one. We went and got in touch with another person, and they agreed to give a, a very famous Sonic Movie person. I'd say more famous than Derek Akora. Um, and you'll you see this when you see them. Um, they this is agreed, the biggest thing we've ever secured. Yes. It is they it's pretty impressive. They agreed to give a speech specially for this. Um, so this is a speech specially recorded specifically for this podcast, specifically this live show. A graduation speech. And definitely for not for anything else. No. No. Okay. But I want to say one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie. Not a single time. Never. These allegations are false. And I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. And you're about as engaged with that as you will be during your fucking graduation. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he did do it. <laughs> the, the benefit there was that that was 40 seconds instead of like three hours of speech. So I, uh, so I hope you save up for forty pounds for a uh, for a motherboard and a robe that you're gonna wear for one hour. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's it's party poppers. I wore mine for one and a half hours. Hey, party poppers for everybody! All of you, have a great time! It's your graduation. They're all really deep in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to the Maypole for hosting us. Thank you to Furthest from the Sea. Big, big thank you to Neil Monroe for saying that. special live at the the, um, Malt the Cross the Malt Cross in Nottingham uh, so hopefully some of you can make it down to that um, that's going to be fantastic there's also as ever um, if you had to build with us at Code UK there'll be a video of this the podcast will go up etc I'll put new content up all the time to the blog post etc always going up there's all kinds of things if you've never listened to show before if you haven't um, there's, there's 63 of the blighters you can go and listen to and blighters on Facebook are we, yeah. we, we, we going to talk about what we also recorded today or is that part of a surprise well, that's a well, surprise. That's a surprise. surprise. Okay, you know what I've got to say to that, Robbie. What 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 are you going to say to that? Having the first shit at halls. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got. What's going on here? 
I might as well read the rest of them. These nuts! <laughs> Got him. Which one of my friends I will keep as pets when my lizard men brethren rise? <laughs> <laughs> this one literally Thank says, you, whoever that was. <laughs> this one says Robbie Owen. <laughs> this one's one of my favourites so far. How do you... That, that I'm the reason Ben's mom has missed her period. I didn't put that in there. So Oh shit, who could it be? But if I but the if I ghost. But if I'm not the dad, then it's like the new Bridget Jones movie in Theatres Friday. Ghost's <laughs> baby, what? Whoa, we're not being paid for that. This we're one just always. says date rape. Oh, oh shit! Heavy. That's not funny. I mean, how, how many your mom jokes do you need to tell to tell to make friends? None. Not funny. <laughs> Why is this paper not cards? I was promised cards. Sorry. Nobody promised you shit. What a budget. Of 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 my hey 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 hey. We want a budget like George Osborne who does cocaine, right? I'm just, <laughs> just, just doing the catchphrases, doing the catchphrases. Robbie, Robbie, you you do spreadsheets and stuff. Yeah. How 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 is our budget looking? Oh, we're in the red, but let's we're definitely in the minuses. How do you cope with the impending threat of a global thermometer war? No, thermometer war. Oh, I think that's global thermonuclear. Thermonuclear, then. Oh. Will my will my cat oh, still love me when I'm gone? Pro- probably not. I forget what he looks like. <laughs> I, th- I think that's it. Okay. Oh, last one. Last, last one. Last, last two. One really wraps up one right here. Is this going to be the final word of the show? Yeah. Okay. So Ben, final word of the show. What are memes? <laughs> thank, thank you, you for the scene. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you all for coming. Thank you. See you in November. Thank you all for coming.